Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Evidence. This is Robin Martinelli of Martinelli Investigations. We sure want to thank Tom Sheldon, executive producer for the Northeast Georgia Business Radio. We're going to have a lot of fun today talking about custody and divorce. So sit back, hold on, and let's roll. So today, please understand this is only for educational purposes, and I'm not giving legal advice. But what might matter in a divorce in the state of Georgia. That's very important too. I'm in the state of Georgia. We are licensed in the state of Georgia and Alabama. We can be reciprocal to other states. But let's just talk about the state of Georgia. So it does matter the conduct of the marriage, what you're doing during the marriage and what you're doing with the children. But there's four big points that really, really, really matter. I've sat in courtrooms for hours and hours on end, just just wondering and sweltering in the August heat in Augusta or freezing cold in North Georgia and Rome. And the judges will sit up there and there's four things that I have observed that are really important to them. One being education of the children. Second being religion of the children. Third being extracurricular activities. And fourth being medical. So let's break those down. Education. You want to get to know the teachers. It could be homeschool, it could be high school, it could be special needs, anything to do with education, tutors, IEP, special needs, anything to do with education, you want to be involved. If all you can do is make cupcakes, go to the lunch, look over homework, do emails, you want to be involved with education, and that does mean if you need to pay for it. So you need to have every part of that education that you can in every aspect. The next one's a little bit tough, religion. Often my clients will look at me and they'll say, well, Robin, I really don't have a religion. I, I, I don't have anything that I do. And I, I frankly look at them and say, go find one. Just go do it. Just go, go find something that interests you on Wednesdays and Sundays for religion. You kind of want that point. Go explore different religions and research it. That's important. The next one is very important to me, extracurricular activities. Now, a lot of people think extracurricular activities is just softball, baseball, football, cheerleading, soccer. No, it's not just all of that. You can be in a drama club. You can be in the fishing club. You can go to the Y. You can go swimming. You can go hiking. So extracurricular activities doesn't necessarily mean, because think about if you have a one or two-year-old, you know, what are you going to do extracurricular activities with them? But also think about you don't need to have a superstar for the basketball team. You might want to put the child on a team just to understand being a team player and understanding new friends and new environment and getting involved. And when you do get involved, you want to be the snack person or you want to be the person to call everybody and let them know about the games, maybe host some practices at your house. You want to be involved in extracurricular activity, whatever it may be and when you can. Let's jump to medical. There's a lot to deal with medical. A lot of people tell me, well, Robin, I, I don't have you know, money for my child for medical. Well, there are policies out there that are really, really cheap that is just for one child, and you need to research it. You may be responsible for medical, and you may have to pay it. Therefore, check with your employer. Check and to see if you need to get a job where the medical is cheaper. And, and get to know the dentist, the doctor. Get to know the pediatrician and any needs. Allergies is a big one. I had one case in a particular county where I had no idea that the child had an EpiPen. So when we went through the trial, obviously my client was asked about snacks and asked about particular allergies and had no idea this child had an EpiPen. So no, we were not successful in custody there. And then lastly, talking about co-parenting. I have one 
a lot of cases on just co-parenting. And I mean co-parenting. I'm talking about trying to do everything you can to get along with the other party. Now, I'm not talking about just bend over backwards and, and just be part of that extended family. I'm talking about emails. I'm talking about trying to work things out, work holidays out, work, I'm extra 15 minutes late this time. Or, you know, do you need some extra groceries? Or do you need the children possibly on their birthday? But please check the orders with everything you're going by. Some judges do get upset if you don't follow the orders and some judges are like, y'all work this out. So a lot of times there will be mediators that go through custody battles and each county is different and each jurisdiction is different in the state of Georgia. You're not going to have something the same in Fulton County as you do in Gwinnett County. We have 159 counties in the state of Georgia and every jurisdiction is different when it comes to custody, guardian ad litems, courses you have to take. You do have to take a parenting course every person does if they have custody and they're going through a custody battle with children. But it really matters. Also, please try to leave your children off of social media. That's not a good thing. And try to stay off of social media yourself. I always tell people when you're going through a court situation, if you can't tell your grandmother, your God you speak to, if you can't shout it to the world, don't put it on social media because once it is there, it's not yours. When you go through custody battles, make sure that you interview two or three attorneys that that you are pretty much can care for or or that you get along with because it's almost like they're writing a Bible for you because you're going to have to follow those instructions with that attorney all the way from maybe kindergarten up to and past through to high school. But it's a process. I always tell my clients when you go through a divorce, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It always gets worse before it gets better. But if you keep telling yourself it's a process and going through it, it helps. Just like when you're on an airplane and you're flying and the stewardess tells you that the the oxygen mask is going to come down for you to breathe, for you to breathe first and take care of yourself so you can take care of your family. Therefore, you do need to take care of yourself and help yourself. If you don't come running home and your spouse puts you, puts you on a pedestal and even if you don't need to be there and come doesn't knock you off, maybe it's some time to, to look into different avenues. And a lot of times my clients will tell me, well, well how do you get through the, the dark, dark nights of, of custody? And one thing I learned is journal. You go get a handwritten, big, thick journal that you can journal every night about 30 minutes. And journaling can be used as evidence too. And I mean handwritten journal. I'm not talking about electronic journaling, but handwritten. And just write down everything that you're going through that day when you're dealing with the custody situation. And I also recommend to my clients to get counseling. And when I say counseling, their personal choice of counseling and not to throw the children right into counseling without speaking to the attorney. And to try to get along with everybody, sometimes things can be worked out through mediation, and sometimes they can't. But in dealing with uh, custody and dealing with children, you always have to deal with the aftermath, too, because they are going to be adults. I always tell people when you're dealing with cheating spouses and you're dealing with time management, sometimes custody is taken away from a parent that doesn't have time for the children give you an example. You've got an, a person that has three jobs and they get on the bus, the child gets on the bus and the child gets off the bus and they never see the children or a grandparent sees the child. So I film the part where they don't have the children at all. So therefore, the first right of refusal sometimes would be the other parent taking in that child and being like, okay, I have time for the child. So sometimes if you don't have time, and I mean physical time with the child, not just the child's at school and the child is at extracurricular activities or the child's away on vacation. So physical time for the child. So let's get into trash. Trash is a big one. (laughs) Y'all would not believe the things that I find in trash. 
You always have to think to yourself when you're going through a custody battle that you have to play offense and defense. I do have to say, go Bills. My husband is a Bills fan. So anyway, he's from Buffalo. I'm a Falcons fan. So all of that being said, when you deal with trash, you have to understand that when you put trash in your trash can and it goes out to the road, it is fair game for anybody. So I know a lot of times people, even in their businesses, they will take a full envelope that they have used during their quicken and not even open it and put it in the trash. Well, that has all of your banking information, all of your everything in your bank account. People have put drug paraphernalia. I've literally gotten trash and drugs have been in there and I've had to call the police and the police are like, yep, uh, Robin, that's drugs. Um, We need to get rid of that. Literally take the trash. And And I haven't had anybody since probably 1997, doing this a long time, 1999, somebody go, hey, are you taking my trash? So it's really, it really doesn't register to people when we're doing it. So we bag it, we tag it, we film it, we throw away all the nasty stuff and uh, we keep it in storage and we keep it to the trial. So it's going to have a lot of paper products, maybe have alcohol in it, have a lot of um, food, takeout food, because there are situations where people pay a large amount of child support and alimony. And if there's a lot of pizza boxes and a lot of McDonald's, it's almost like the judge is wondering what are the children eating. A lot of times we'll find a lot of stuff to do with animals and A lot of times we're looking through the trash to see who all is living in the household because a lot of times the judge may consider, in my opinion, and again, this is not legal advice advice and only for educational purposes and only through my experience, the judge is like, okay, where is the children sleeping when they're at your house? Are they sleeping on the floor? Do they have their own room? Do they have their own bed space? Do they have their own, you know, place to go to the bathroom? Where, Where is everybody sleeping? So we will get mail and find out that paramours and other people are living in the house. And then sometimes we will find out the people living in the house don't have a good past. So sometimes that doesn't help. And that being said, so you always just have to think to yourself that you can always be followed. So there could be a private investigator following you. So I always tell my clients that wherever they're going. Also, trackers are able to be used in the state of Georgia. So you are able to have a tracker to be able to put on your car. And we're trying to get a law passed about that. And in some states, it's legal. In some states, it's not. And there's a lot of things that can be looked at as far as special needs for the child. So there's different special needs for different child, different children too. So now let's talk about cheating spouses, one of my favorite subjects. So yes, public display of affection and conduct of the marriage matters. Again, this is only for educational purposes. My experience and I'm not giving legal advice. I am not an attorney. I'm just a private investigator. But that's kind of cool, too. Cheating spouses. So public display of affection. What would be public display of affection? So this could look all kinds of ways. From you're sitting at a bar and you give a kiss and you're holding hands. Both of the people do not have their rings on. You can just tell that they're just into each other. They spend a lot of time with each other. They're holding each other's hands. They're opening doors. One's driving for the, for the other. But then then what if you have a situation where it's a hotel and all of a sudden they go in the hotel room? I mean, obviously we don't put cameras in the hotel room. So what we do there is, okay, you go in a hotel room in a very nice outfit or how you're dressed. And obviously you're coming out and you're looking totally different over a three-day period. 
I don't know what you're doing. I can't say what you're doing, but I do know that the space is very small and you either have one bed or two beds. So we could maybe guess what you're doing. But when my client looks at me and goes, well, they could just be watching TV or playing cards or they just work together or it's not a big deal and I think they're okay. I look at my client and I go, well, are they sleeping with you? Are they spending that time with you? Are they at another hotel room and not with them in another hotel room speaking to you? What are they doing? So it becomes very hurtful, but I always have to explain to my client that after I capture the public display of affection or the kiss, the hug, the overnight stay, whatever I can get in public, I have to tell my client, do not have any interactions or have any public display of affection with your spouse. You can't be with your spouse again because that could be construed as relationships and getting back with your spouse. So I have to tell them to look, now is the time you call your attorney and you get advice from your attorney on this evidence because now we've gone beyond evidence. And beyond evidence would be what are we going to do now? So now we have to check out the person that my client's subject or paramour is having a relationship with, the paramour. So the paramour would be the person that they're cheating with. Kind of odd name, but in that being said, could be a man, could be a woman. And if I do go to a different state, I have to abide by their laws in that state. So like Florida, you can't record certain things in certain outings without permission. So if we travel, we have to abide by the state that we're in. In some states, we can't travel there either. So that being said, we have to hire other investigators to other states to travel on vacation. So when we get the evidence and beyond the evidence, it's really hard for our client because now they have to make a decision that, okay, we have it. It's almost like they come to me and they're like, okay, let's go. Let's get this. I know it's happening. I see it all the time. They're texting. They're, they're doing all this. I, I, I just, but right when it's put in front of them, they have a breakdown and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to make it as, all these decisions now. And I always tell everybody, if you can't go home and take your cell phone and give it to your spouse and take your spouse's cell phone and leave it for a day, like I can, I mean, I can go home and swap my phone with my husband of wonderful 23 years and three children and a grandchild having a blast. I can swap my phone. But people that are cheating, they won't do that. They, They hold their phone to them like it's like their last breath or their last water or cheating spouses will characteristics will change their music all of a sudden you knew that they liked rock and roll and 80s music and they're turning on symphony and it's like excuse me when did you start liking country or symphony music all of a sudden they'll start tanning or losing weight or going to get braces or we're going to go get a massage and and just paying more attention to themselves their their routine will start changing hours will start being longer a golf game might be a little bit longer The routine is just not normal anymore. And even activities that you have with them and intimacy is going to be totally different too. It's almost like, okay, what? You want to do what and why? Like, when do we start doing that? It's a gut feeling inside you that you know with a man and a woman that says, you know what, something's really, really off and I don't really know what it is, but I'm just going to check somebody out. I'm going to find out. And we do have programs that now that we can check tag readers, uh, not running their tag, but tag readers where like repo cars and seeing where the tags have been. So we have a lot of programs we can run before we get started. And that helps out a lot. And all I can say is that truth matters and the evidence matters. And beyond the evidence, 
always matters. All of that being said, I really, really appreciate everybody joining in. It's pretty exciting to have uh, my first show. We really care about our custody cases, our cheating spouses, and we do extraordinary cases too, and a little bit of criminal. And we will ha- be having guest uh, attorneys and hopefully judges and different people in the arena of investigations to come on and see how we all get along. Please contact us by our website, martinelliinvestigations.com. Martinelli ends in an I. Investigation starts with the I, so that's two I's with an S on the end. Our email is mii, and then Georgia spelled out, G-E-O-R-G-I-A-P-I at gmail.com. And please call us anytime at 770-337-3999, 770-337-3999 for a free consultation. Thanks so much, and have a great peachy day.